Welcome everybody, you're listening to The Breakfast Show on Faith FM 87.6, 87.8 or 88 right across Australia, right across the Faith FM network, wherever you are, positively different radio in the morning and you're with the double L team, Lyle and Lawson. Lawson, how are you this morning? Oh, just great. Where are you this morning? I'm in the studio. No, you're not. Oh, no, of course I'm not. You're not in the studio. What are you you talking about? You're not in the studio. I'm probably asleep, honestly. Just taking life easy. Yeah, as, is, as it is a Tuesday morning. Oh, I'm up and working already, building the house. And oh, man, you're getting it done. No, I'm, I'm, def- get, I'm, I'm getting done. definitely asleep. Definitely asleep. I'm taking this one moment of sleeping that I have. The, the sun is kind of almost shining. It was pretty much shining. It's, yeah, it's shining. 7, 7 a.m. I'm kind of one of these Tuesday. people who believes that uh, if God wanted us to see the sunrise, he would have put it in the middle of the day. <laughs> No, but I am now. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so you might all be wondering what we are talking about. Well, this is what we're talking about. We have no electricity this morning. Oh, yeah. The whole office has been shut down. The studio is done. It's switched off. Mm. So this is a pre-recording. Yeah, we're talking to you from the past. From the past. Mm. Into the future. Yes. That's not because we're, we're not prophets. No. Okay, so what are you thankful for this morning? Actually, I'm going to tell you what I'm thankful for. Okay. I'm going to get in first, just in case you steal mine. I'm thankful for electricity. Yeah, of course. Because without electricity, we would never get to air. We wouldn't. And you would never get to hear us. We would never get to talk to you. We would never get to share Jesus on the radio. Mm. And you don't realize just how valuable electricity is and how much we take it for granted until, well, you actually don't have any. 100%. Sunday's just all switched off and it's gone. <laughs> Dude, heavy stuff. You know, I'm just grateful that I know at the moment I'm asleep. All right, so let's have a look at some weather right across Australia. Well, actually, um, again, because this is a pre-record, we have yeah, no it's, idea it's, what it's the weather's going right to be. We're, we're, we're kind of guessing for Tuesday because yeah. we've got no electricity on Tuesday. Okay, yeah, so um, let's, let's see. I'm assuming that by Tuesday the world has not being collided into by an asteroid. So we haven't been hit by an asteroid. We haven't been hit by an asteroid. This is so relieving to me to hear. And if you're right on this, then maybe you'll be right on other things. Who knows? Yeah. I'm assuming that uh, the weather will not affect um, any global trade routes. You know, we won't have another Suez Canal, uh, you know. Okay, that's a much bigger assumption, but yes. You know, I'm also going to assume that the weather will not um, completely destroy and get rid of any states and territories that exist in Australia. Okay, so there's the weather for today. It's all summarised and done. Actually, I thought I might add a little bit to that. Oh, yeah. Okay, um, okay so I do have, have an actual weather forecast for for today. Um, ah, okay. Predicted from Friday, of course. So this is actually what's going to be happening in Australia. Uh-huh. Um, so, so here's the weather for today. Some of you will be having rain. Some of you will not. But what if no one has rain, Lyle? Someone will be having rain somewhere in Australia. <laughs> Somewhere in Australia, it's going to be raining today. Uh, and the easy way, of course, to find out what is happening with the weather today is to go outside and tr- and check your trusty weather rock. I don't have one of those. Well, you need to get weather rock because weather rock is a great forecasting tool. You go outside if the weather if, if the rock is wet, it's raining. If it's dry, if it's dry, it's sunny. If it is a little bit dull, that means it's cloudy. If the rock is jumping up and down, it's an earthquake. If the rock is not there, it's a tornado. Well, I guess that's been the weather. My forever love 
are my forever love. You are my forever love. You are my forever love. From the bottom of my heart, I'll sing to you. From the depths of who I am, I love you. Everything inside, I'll run to you. 'Cause all that I've become, I owe to you. You are my forever love. You are my forever love. You are my forever love. You are my. Or 88. Of course, we are not here this morning because 
Well, there's no electricity. And without electricity, we don't have a studio, so we sound like we're here, but we are not here. We are somewhere else, probably doing something constructive or not. (laughs) And that's why we're not doing a quiz, because we can't really do a quiz, because we're not there. Uh, But we do have some positive news that we would like to share with you, along with some more serious news stories that uh, you have not heard of. Mm. And we'll cover those. Uh, let's have some positively different news there, Lawson. Yes, so again, you know, being that we are pre-recorded and it's a little bit date sensitive, you know, it's only, only a couple of days out here, but still at the same time, I thought I'd like to spend this time focusing on uh, essentially a conversation that we had with a Faith FM listener that was very inspiring. Um, and essentially, it, she said this, I am very new to Christianity and I want to share how much I enjoy listening to Faith FM and it has really helped me undo some of my previous uneducated assumptions and judgments of Christianity. I listen when I am in the car and I will just keep driving around regardless of my desired destination because I am often so enthralled and inspired by the content. I never thought this is what I would be saying even a few months ago. You can help me by advising me on where to go from here, who to go talk to, uh, and, and who to go talk to. I have kind of just been finding my, my way with your station, online resources, and slowly reading the Bible. That's fantastic. Well, my advice to begin with, and this is just, just an awesome testimony to hear. Mm. We praise God for what God is doing in your life. Um, my advice would start would be to start to continue where you are right now, you're going to the Bible. Yes. Go to, go to the Bible, go to Jesus Christ. Start there. Mm. That is the place to be, and what you are doing is exactly the right thing. Um, we're glad that we're able to minister to you here on Faith FM, but we are no substitute for your own personal Bible study. Yes, um, amen. And so to whoever this listener is, uh, that's exciting. Praise God. That's yeah. just awesome. We love it when we get emails like this, and we do get them from time to time. We don't always get the opportunity to share them here on Faith FM, but we are just so glad that you've been blessed. Yeah, and uh, something that I can say, just speaking into this, and where you can go from here, like for me, I am a uh, product of evangelism, essentially, you know, yes. uh, looking back on how I came to the Lord, you know, two girls knocked on my door, and I started hanging out with them, and, and then we started doing Bible studies and whatnot, and, and that's how I came to faith, and then I spent a lot of my time over the last couple of years doing that very thing, you know, going to people and teaching them the Bible. I think, yeah, being taught the Bible is so valuable. Valuable, um, you know, having a Bible teacher with you. And now, yeah, if if this specific person who you know we we have, we have contact with, but anyone out there is is listening and you're hearing the show here and you're having an experience similar to this woman, where it's like you know you're you're going to the Bible um, for yourself, you're going to online resources and whatnot. Uh, this is yeah, an incredible place to start. Uh, okay, so here's a couple of suggestions for Bible studies. If I could jump in right there, oh, yes. Um, if you get in contact with us, we can arrange, and we've said this many times before, we can arrange all kinds of Bible studies for you in one-on-one, in small group, yes. um, in by correspondence online. Mm-hmm. There are a bunch of different resources where you can sit down with somebody else. I personally really like the small group Bible studies because mm-hmm. then you can, you know, you get that broad picture of what various people have found in the scriptures and you're able to share what you've found as well and it's just a great learning environment um so definitely get in contact with us and we know people who know people who know people we can we can we can find there are people who are doing small group bible studies right across this nation 
as well as individual studies and so forth, um, that can be a huge blessing to you. So yeah, just let us know. Mm. You know, what, uh, the thing I love about this email is just their enthusiasm about faith, and it also like you know, uh, it kind of makes it just makes you smile, right? Like, I have friends who who make music. And, you know, we talk about their music and they talk about, oh, man, the best thing ever is when a fan comes to me and tells me how it's affected them. And, um, you know, obviously, you know, for, for us here, Lyle, like hearing how, especially the part where she's like, oh, just drive around regardless of my destination just to keep listening to Faith FM. Yeah, I do what I do. I don't drive around regardless. I just sit in the driveway with the ignition. Dude, I am exactly the same. <laughs> and Shell comes out and she's like, what are you doing? I'm like, you should hear this. <laughs> But it's just it's just really good to, to hear that people are being affected. And obviously, you know, for us, we see that, you know, we're mouthpieces for God. Um, you know, and what God, the, the effect that God has had through us, you know, the opportunity and the means that he has given us to, to speak on radio. Um, but it's it's good to know that people are just being so affected by the message. Yeah, that's super encouraging, super mm. encouraging. And if you'd like to go to, go to a church somewhere, um, I love church. Oh, favorite thing ever. Yes, people have a sort of a, like a, a a weird kind of it's a weird kind of mm. allergy to church yeah. society these days, and I don't know why because it's just the best. Uh, once again, we can. There's churches right across Australia. There's great places where you can go and you can worship with other believers. Um, we would love to uh, help you out, whoever you are who is listening in today. <laughs> our number is one eight hundred three two four eight four three. Um, or you can text us on zero four nine one zero six four six six nine. We just want to be able to help out in any which way we can. Well, because essentially, like what we do here, which is just like sit down and have conversations about God, that is like in in a micro sense, the church experience is just experiencing God in community, you know, coming together every Saturday, spending time, you know, we spend time in Bible study. We cover, you know, in the 20 million movement Bible study that we do every week, there are pretty much almost every church in Australia sits down and goes through the same study. So you can hear, you know, what we've said on Faith FM and then, you know, jump into your local church uh, group Bible study, the Sabbath school they call it, and, you know, just conversate along with all these other people who are just being deeply affected by these amazing Bible studies. Furthermore, you can hear just amazing messages and just, uh, you know, things that people have, messages that people have gotten from the Word of God. But then also, finally, that community. Yes. The community is so so important. So important in the Christian experience. You cannot do Christianity without communion. The Bible's very, very clear on this. When God invented the Sabbath, Mm. He said the Sabbath was for a holy gathering together. This was a time for God's people to gather together. When Jesus was on earth, and you can never go wrong following the example of Jesus, the Bible says that He went to the synagogue every Sabbath day. That was the precursor to church. Mm. Uh, Paul says the nearer we get to the return of Christ, the more important it will become to be at church and be in community with other people. And church is like a fire. You know, and if you take a coal out of that fire and put it by itself, it's going to go out pretty quick. Mm. The only way you can stay alight is to be part of a community. And so I'd encourage you to go and join a community. I, you know, and, and I should add this, I gave the, the numbers out before. We did take the phones home with us. Yes. The numbers still work. You can call now. <laughs> 1-800-324-843. Or you can text right now. 0491-064-669. We didn't want anybody to miss out on having the opportunity to be able to be in touch with us today, even though we're in touch with yeah. you only by a pre-recorded segment. But I just wanted to reflect on my own experience a little bit because everybody's experience is so different Yes, uh, in coming to Jesus Christ. And, uh, you know, I remember for myself, I started off in probably a similar situation to you in Mm. that um, I just started with reading the Bible. 
just started reading the Bible every day. I started in First uh, John. I don't remember exactly why, but that's where I started. And I've been a fan of everything that John has written ever since. Mm. But it doesn't really matter that much where you start in the Bible. I highly recommend the Gospels. Um, you are going to be blessed and you are going to be drawn closer to Jesus Christ and it doesn't matter how much you get from Faith FM or yes. how much you get from a good Bible study or from a church because I know we've spent a little bit of time promoting all of those this morning there is no substitute and there never should be a substitute for personal Bible study you and God alone reading the Bible and learning truths for yourself and communicating with God. There is no substitute from that. That is the single greatest thing that you can do in your relationship with God and your connection with Him. 100%. I can honestly say that reading my Bible has affected the entire trajectory of my life. Like, 100%. So basically, like, I've become a Christian. You know, I'm, I'm starting, I'm doing Bible studies. Um, I'm in the process to get baptized. And at that point, I started reading the Bible for myself. And I get to the end of the book of Matthew. Matthew chapter 28 and verses 19 and 20. Go ye therefore into all nations and make disciples, teaching them to uh, observe all things I've commanded you. Uh, and lo, I'm always with you, even to the end of the age. Amen. And so I read that and was like, wow, this is God's call for my life. And it changed my life. Like, legit, I made a decision from there to go to a small Bible school and here in Australia called Rise, but that then led oh, to let me, me. Let me, let me, let me stop there for a moment <laughs> if I can. I'm just going to jump in and say that, um, you know, give us a call. Give us a call. You want to go to, uh, you know, a short-term boot camp style Bible school? Yes. Um, we've got a Rise, we've got LMT, uh, Lay Missionary Training, and these are just Outstanding course. Well, it just it, it, like it, it again. Like and they're I, available for any person. They're available for any person. You know, upon completing that, like then I got into working for the church, and now you know, studying my degree in theology, and you know, I'm doing faith. I'm doing faith of them. So, yeah, that's all we really have to say. Thank you so much for this incredible, uh, you know, email to us. And uh, yeah, we're going to continue on with the show. We'll be back uh, after this song. Don't worry. About everything around you, everything around you. And don't freak out if you don't feel me beside you. Just look up, I'm reminding you to sing a new song and let the rain clouds cry their tears of joy and dance all around you. Though a thousand may fall and death may surround you, I have brought you here. Oh, 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 oh,
that song right there of course this is the double l team lila lawson here on the breakfast show where we're not here it's pre-recorded there's yes. no electricity today at our studio and so we are coming to you from last week but we're going to share a story anyway okay this is a news story that uh well one news story you may have heard mm. and the other one i kind of doubt it because we don't often get news stories from the nation of Haiti. Yeah, wow, interesting. It's kind of the other side of the world. It's minor yeah. nation. But it is a very, very violent place mm. and uh, a rather serious story that we're going to share with you. Before we do, I've got a story coming out of Australia where they, um, and this is, this is a positively different news story. I don't know whether you heard this one or not, but researchers have found that the most effective way to herd sheep in Australia is with drones. Oh, Okay. So drones are fun. Drones are just doing everything. We talked yes. a, we talked drones a, are fun. a week ago about how drones are planting seeds. Now drones now are drones, herding, herding, drones sheep. Are herding sheep. And so what they've discovered is this. Um, typically here in Australia we herd sheep um, rather than lead sheep. So in the Middle East they still lead sheep, which is the best way. That's mm. the gold standard right there. Uh, but here we herd sheep and we use a variety of methods, motorbikes, uh, dogs, um, and dogs certainly have a lot of fun doing that. Yeah. Um, it's their favourite thing to do ever. Um, but we use motorbikes, we use dogs, we use four-wheelers, we use, you know, sometimes four-wheel drives um, and vehicles, sometimes helicopters and sometimes so forth. Sometimes a horse. Yeah, sometimes a light plane. Um, these are all different methods, but they've investigated all of the different methods of herding sheep and they've found that sheep are just as effectively herded by drones as by any other, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll move away from the drone as effectively as they'll move away from any other form of um, herding system, but with a much lower heart rate. So what that does is it places less stress on the sheep, which means that the sheep are happier, and when the sheep are happier, they are more likely to breed and have more sheep, which is good for the farmer. And when they do go to the abattoir, they have less stress hormones in their body. That's so interesting because I thought it would be the opposite. Dude, drones are scary. Like, they're just like, and they just, like, look like a flying, you know, giant bug that's going to eat you. Like, I would have thought the reason that it was effective is because they ran away from it fast. No. <laughs> no, but they're they chill. They run just as fast, but they don't get that high heart rate that they get with, and possibly because it's just a buzz in the sky, maybe it's like, well, I don't know what that is, but it's like an overgrown bumblebee, and I'm used to bumblebees, but I'm not going to hang around. I'm going to move off, and they move mm. off rather than running in terror. That's epic. Yeah. 
Drake's doing shit. No, just, a, <laughs> just a cool story. Revolutionary. Dude, drones can just do everything. Oh, drones are the best. It's so much fun. Love flying drones. <laughs> All right. I can, the reason I love flying drones is because, you know, compared to radio-controlled um, airplanes and gliders, I crash them less. Yeah, of course. That's a struggle. All right. Lol. April 1. This goes back to April 1. So this is a couple Ooh, of days okay. old, but yeah. it comes into uh, more recent times because the story only actually just finished. Mm. April 1, there was a kidnapping in Haiti. Mm. Um, this is not, sadly, terribly uncommon in a very, very violent country. Uh, this kidnapping took place at the uh, Seventh-day Adventist Creole Ministry Church um, near the capital city. And it happened during the worship service. So imagine that you're sitting in church and a bunch of uh, armed men break in and they took four people, including the pastor, captive and uh, led them out. And you can, and, and, and here's the, uh, well, here's what's interesting. This took place while the pastor was preaching. Wow. And we know what the pastor was preaching. He was preaching. You, you can go and see it. And I'll tell you why in just a moment. Um, his sermon was all about the power of God, uh, how that because of the power of God, Satan has his limits, and that God can reverse any bad thing. Mm. God can turn, you know, effectively defeats into victories. So this is this is his sermon subject for, day, for the day. That's a great sermon subject. But how mm. would you go, Lawson, if you're preaching that, and in the middle of that, you get kidnapped? <laughs> that's going to be like, hey, that's really putting your faith on the line then because suddenly your faith becomes something that's going to become really, really real. Mm. Now, here's the reason why you can actually go online and see this. Mm-hmm. And this is something that the kidnappers didn't count into their calculations. Mm-hmm. COVID. What? Was recorded. It was live streamed. It was better than recorded. <laughs> the whole thing was live streamed. You can watch where it was live streamed literally to the world. Wow. And so these kidnappers, of course, um, yeah, their faces are kind of on it. So, so what's been the result of this? Okay, so um, yeah, they got live streamed across the world. And interestingly enough, it's the second time within six months that this family has been targeted, and to date, nobody knows why. Mm. Um, one of the other members of the family was a brother-in-law, uh, who was a doctor, and has been a member of the community for his entire life, 57 years. He grew up in this community. This is his home. He grew up, he only left this community when he went away to medical school, and he came back to serve the community as a doctor. And so you've kind of got a family here that is, you know, ministering to this community, uh, both spiritually and physically, and they've been targeted twice, and they're not quite sure why uh, with this kidnapping. But they have the entire four members of that family that were kidnapped and it was live streamed have just been let free, <laughs> which is a blessing. Praise God! Yeah, and we need to rejoice along with them. And of course, part of that may be due to the fact that, well. Um, when your face is uh, live streamed to the whole world, then maybe it's time to um, let the people go free before things get worse. <laughs> yeah, 100%. You know, it's one thing to go to jail for kidnapping and another thing to go for jail, to jail for kidnapping, extortion, murder, etc., 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 which is so often the case. And so, um, yeah, this is, this is good news. And so, you know, as the pastor was preaching, God can turn defeats into victories. He has turned a defeat into a victory. Into victory. Right here we have a real living example of it and we praise God for 
for what took place. They kind of wonder whether um, it's because they are a prominent family. Yeah, and that could be assumed in a know, poor community. Wealth, yeah. Even though it's not necessarily the case, right? Oh, not at all. You know, he's a pastor. Like that's right. A pastor's not going to be wealthy, but he's a prominent. It's a prominent position, and his yes. brother-in-law is a doctor. Yes. And so, you know, what would he, what a doctor would be paying in Haiti? Three hundred dollars a month or something, rather. I'm not sure. Yeah. I know that was what the going rate for uh, a university professor was in Ethiopia when we were there. <laughs> yeah. Was was uh, three hundred a month? Mm. And so, you know, we're not talking about wealth by Western standards. Mm. But what you do find in a lot of these very, very troubled countries is that a lot of the violence comes as a result of, well, I guess, looking over the other side of the fence and seeing greener pastures, and it's like, well, the easiest way to get that is to actually just take that. Mm. Uh, We see elements of that, you know, coming into Western society. That's what we call call socialism. Mm. And socialism... Wherever it has taken place has ended in violence. And let's not say yeah, that the well, opposite side of that, which is capitalism, is perfect by any stretch of the imagination. Yes. Um, it has, certainly has its flaws, but you know if we can look over the history of the last hundred years and see where this has happened, and mm. the amount of violence, and the you know literally more than a hundred million people died as a result of it. Mm. Uh, it's it's kind of a warning for us because. Where in our Western societies we're kind of having this little bit of a love affair with socialism mm. and it never ends well. I don't know whether this was the case here in Haiti. I know that there's a lot of violence in Haiti as a result of you know socialism and so forth. Well, it just comes, uh, in, in my opinion, it just comes from desperation. You know, Absolutely. This, this is like, we see the same thing like, we're in Ethiopia, right? And it's like, it's a country with a state church like in terms of the morality of that country like they've got it sorted in terms of their 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 doctrinal morality of the nation of ethiopia yet you know bad things still happen over there there's still tremendous poverty and people still look over the other side of the fence and thou shalt not covet while it's one of the commandments Mm. is the one that we speak about the least yeah wow and we did, we saw, I mean, while we were there, there were protests in the streets and there were times when it probably wouldn't have been safe to go outside of the hotel. Mm. Um, thankfully, it all calmed down by that evening and we, we, we went and around preach, preaching. Preaching the word, <laughs> preaching the word. Mm. Uh, but, you know, since we've left there, there has been, you know, new, a lot of violence right in some of the places where we were. A lot of people have lost their lives and you don't realise just how close a society is to violence sometimes until mm. it springs forth and you just sort of, yeah, that's the... We, we need to recognise that as human beings, the human nature, the human nature that we have is evil and desperately wicked and any single mm. one of us is capable of unspeakable acts of violence just given the right environment. Mm-hmm. You find human beings doing things that, you know, they just never dreamt possible. Yeah, well, uh, just you know, with a with a flick of the switch and a change of environment. So let's pray that the Holy Spirit always lives in our hearts. We need to pray for Haiti. We mm. need to pray for the people of Haiti, and uh, we we need to pray and thank God and praise God that these people have been released. And we need to pray that their family stays safe. We're going to be back again after this song with our interview of the day.
Okay, so joining us on the phone this morning, Dr. Paul Wood, are you there? I am Miles. Good morning. Dr. Paul Wood, it's good to have you back on the show. And, of course, you're our medical doctor that we go to for uh, all things medical advice. Um, I understand that today we're going to be talking about cancer. How big of a problem is this in Australia? Yeah, that's right, Lyle. So, last year, there was an estimated 150,000 people who were diagnosed with uh, with, with cancer. And um, in 2019, we lost an estimated 50,000 people to cancer in Australia. Okay, so... Um We've got 150,000 diagnosed. We've got 50,000 who died. So, what's the what's the actual survival rate then then of uh, of cancer? Yeah. So, the good news is, if we went back to the 1980s, the, the cancer survival rate was actually less than 50 percent, which isn't that flush when you think about it. But today, um, the estimated survival rate is around about 70 percent, um, and that's that's for people surviving for at least five years after a diagnosis. Uh, with some cancers, that survival rate can actually be as high as 90 percent. Okay, so what are some of the most common cancers that we are seeing in Australia? Yeah, probably the big five in Australia would be prostate cancer, which is one that's, I guess, perhaps under-recognised. Breast cancer, bowel cancer, melanoma is a big one, and um, also, surprisingly, lung cancer, despite the fact that um, smoking rates are dropping. Now, that that one is interesting. Why are we still having such high rates of lung cancer, even though that, you know, we have one of the lowest smoking rates of anywhere in the world? Yeah, so obviously smoking is a big, is a significant um, contributor to, to risk of lung cancer, but um, we still do see people who, who, who develop lung cancer that um, it's not smoking related. And um, it does seem that diets can play a, a certain role, but um, by far the big one is actually smoking still. Sure, sure. Um, and, and I guess, you know, what have we got, 12%, 15% in some areas of... Uh, of people who are smoking and that's enough to certainly push that into the top five um, killers as far as cancer goes. Now, our, our top five in Australia, is that reflected, you know, universally around the world or do different countries struggle with different kinds of cancers? Generally speaking, so whenever you sort of see that, I guess, a, a Western, Western-type um, lifestyle, sort of, I guess, high in, in, in processed foods and high in meats, uh, lack of exercise, obesity, those kind of things. You tend to sort of see very similar kind of cancers. But I guess there will be some cancers like melanoma, for example, that uh, Australia leads the way in. So I, I, I believe we're still the world leader when it comes to, to diagnosis of melanoma globally. Right. Now, um, let's talk about uh, prevention of cancer because obviously, you know, the C word is one of those words you do not want to hear when you go to the doctor. Um, what are some of the things that we can do to prevent cancer? Um, you know, obviously, this is a lifestyle disease. So what lifestyle decisions can we make? Yeah, great question. So the World Cancer Research Fund actually have 10 key recommendations in regards to preventing cancer. And uh, perhaps I'd like to summarise those 10 and then we can flesh those out in more detail if we, if we wish. But um, first one is to, to be a healthy weight. Uh, secondly, be physically active. Um, next is to eat a diet um, high in whole grains, vegetables, fruits and beans. Uh, limiting fast foods is the next recommendation, uh, followed by limiting red and processed meat. And then we have limiting sugar, sweets and drinks, limiting alcohol consumption, um, not using supplements for cancer prevention. And uh, they also mentioned that um, for mums who, uh, or who are babies, um, breastfeeding is a great way to help prevent uh, cancer as well. And finally, if you've 
being diagnosed with cancer, all these recommendations still um, apply or, or if you're a cancer survivor. That, 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 well, some of those last ones there, I just want to come back to that breastfeeding one. That's actually fascinating. So uh, breastfeeding a baby can actually help protect you from cancer? Absolutely. So in particular, breast cancer. And um, it actually seems, well, the more the more babies you have and the longer you breastfeed, the greater the protection. And um, there's probably a, a couple of mechanisms at play, but one does seem to be that uh, ladies who breastfeed tend to have lower body mass indexes, in other words, a lower body weight. And uh, there's a correlation between obesity and risk of type 2 diabetes. But uh, the other interesting thing too is that uh, breastfed babies tend to be less overweight or obese as well, which also sets them up for lower rates of, of cancer themselves can attract given that obesity can be a, a risk factor for cancer. So breastfeeding then protects both the mother and the child to some extent. Absolutely. From that's amazing. That's right. and, and you mentioned the correlation there with type 2 diabetes. Would it be correct to say that uh, breastfeeding is in some way a protection against type, a, a level of protection against type 2 diabetes? Yeah. Given that obesity is you know, directly related to risk of diabetes, that's, that's true. Okay, so maybe we can... Um, I mean, you've, you, you've run through a whole bunch of uh, different things there. Maybe we, pro- we can go back to the start of that list and work our way through. Um, before I do... Are there, are there some societies or some cultures or some regions in the world where the rates of cancer are very, very low? Or is this just universal to the human race? It, it, to a certain extent, it is universal to the human race, but it, it's estimated that around about probably a third of cancers that we know of um, are, are potentially preventable. So um, I, I guess there are cultures in the world, not many of them now, but who, who are still following largely traditional diets where they're sort of you know, they're moving more, they're eating predominantly plant-based eating patterns, um, alcohol's not part of their lifestyle so much, um, and the very low rates of smoking. In, in these kind of cultures, we do tend to see lower rates of cancer, uh, but there's not many of those cultures that can find these days. Mm, indeed. Um, going back to our list, you started that list off by talking about a, having a healthy weight. Um, when you put this list together, or actually I think it was the um, World Cancer, Cancer Research Fund, is this in a particular order? Is um, controlling our weight, is that the biggest thing that we can do in preventing cancer? Yeah, I don't know that they listed these in order of, of um, I guess, impact in terms of what you can do to prevent cancer, but, but certainly when you look at um, obesity or overweight, it's actually connected to at least 12 different cancers. Um, so I guess when you think about it that way, it is a, it is a leading cause of cancer. And these include cancers like breast, like bowel cancer, pancreatic cancer, um, ovarian cancer, prostate cancer. So a lot of the, a lot of the common killers, uh, but also some lesser known ones like um, laryngeal cancer, for example. Yeah, right. Um, so with uh, okay, so so you know, being overweight and this kind of thing, you know, some people, you know, different bodies have different metabolisms, and I know some people who put weight on looking at a uh, leaf of lettuce, and and other people, you know, like myself, that kind of struggle to put weight on. Um, for someone like me who struggles to put weight on, do I have natural protection against cancer because I can pretty much eat anything, and I'm just going to stay s- slim? Yeah, but, but to, to, to a certain extent. Um, one one way to sort of look at it, because we all have different frame sizes, so one way to look at it is actually measure your waist circumference. 
And um, your waist circumference is actually a really good indicator as to whether you might be overweight or obese. Because there are some people who look to be lean, and yet, um, as a, as a as a ratio of their height, their waist is actually quite quite large. So, if you take your waist and aim for the waist circumference that's less than half your height, that's probably as rough guide as a good waist for you. So, Lyle, you have to measure your height, um, and um, if your waist circumference is less than half that, you're probably you're probably on track. Um, as a rough rule of thumb, at least in terms of weight. I'm going to call it that I'm on track. <laughs> yeah. uh, what do you reckon, Minnie? Yeah, look, I don't think you have any problems with being any sort of overweight. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to call it that I'm on track, but that's not because of... I mean, it is because of good eating and, and, and so forth, but, um, you know, hey, I do have that metabolism. My whole family has that metabolism, and uh, regardless of lifestyle. Um, moving on to being physically active, um, what kind of cancers is this one particularly related to? Yeah, so the, the, the three in this case that we have evidence for is uh, breast cancer, bowel cancer, and endometrial cancer. So endometrial cancer is the, the cancer of the lining of the womb. And um, we know that exercise is protected against these three cancers. So what the, uh, the World Cancer um, Research Fund recommends is, is that we aim for at least 150 minutes of exercise a week, and that's a moderate intense exercise. Um, or if you're a bit of a jogger, um, 75 minutes per week of vigorous intensity exercise. Right. And um, when we talk about, you know, being physically active, that's got to do with um, bowel cancer and so forth. Is that is that because being physically active helps us to be more regular and being irregular in bowel movements is a, is a bad thing for cancer? Would that be, have something to do with um, exercise? Yeah, absolutely. There's a correlation between what we call gut transit times, in other words, how long it takes the food to go from your mouth to the toilet bowl, and, um, and risk of, of things like bowel cancer or, or diverticular disease or hemorrhoids, all these kind of, of diseases for bowel. So, yeah, the, the, the more regular you are, the lower your risk of, of, of bowel cancer. And look, it's a, probably a, sec- a similar mechanism that plays to breast cancer and endometrial cancers as well because we know that um, when you have a faster gut transit time, you tend to have lower estrogen levels. And um, estrogen is a, is a driver um, in many breast cancers and individual cancer as well. Mm, mm. Okay, so uh, moving on from there, we've got uh, um, eating our fruit and veggies. Uh, this is something that has been we've talked about for like ever, and I think uh, I, I would like to think that most people actually know that this is, you know, a really important thing to do to, um, you know, promote any all kind of healthy lifestyle uh, issues but particularly in relationship to cancer. In your work as a doctor, is it is it well known that, you know, eat your fruit, fruit and veggies is going to be good for your health? Yeah, it, 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 it varies. I, I think among uh, more well-educated people, that's, that's the case, but um, probably still in some of the communities in our region that, that um, I guess, um, have a lower socioeconomic profile and lower income communities that there's still a bit of work to be done in terms of improving knowledge about that um, but you know this this is a significant risk factor for cancer but also many other diseases think diabetes think heart disease for example um, I guess the, the greatest way to research behind eating more whole grains vegetables fruits and beans is in relation to bowel cancer but also probably indirectly in relation to those other weight related cancers as well given that some um, having a high fiber diet tends to be associated with lower body weights. Given that fiber, I guess, fills you up, but at the end of the day, there's not many, well, there are no calories in fiber, so it's 
I guess it's satiating, it's filling, but you're not actually swallowing many calories. So when you when you're majoring these um, plant-based foods, you're eating foods that in essence have a low caloric density but a high nutrient density. And it's those those high nutrient density type diets that tend to be protected against um, things like cancer. Sure. Uh, Dr. Paul Wood, it's been amazing having you on the show this morning. We didn't get time to really dig into uh, fast foods, red and processed meat, uh, sugar-sweetened drinks and alcohol consumption, but unfortunately we are out of time and we're going to move on. This is uh, Daryl Sawyer with The Saviour Is Waiting. The Saviour is waiting to enter your heart. Why don't you let him come in? There's nothing in this world to keep you apart. What is your answer to him? Time after time he has waited before And now he is waiting again To see if you're willing To open the door Oh, how he wants to come in One step towards the Savior, my friend You'll find His arms open wide Receive Him and all of your darkness will end Within your heart He'll abide Time after time He has waited before And now He is waiting again To see if you're willing To open the door Oh, how He wants to Faith FM family and connect with what's happening around the network. Visit faithfm.com.au slash sign up or text the code word sign up to 0488-45311 and let's connect today. You're listening to Faith FM, positively different radio. Forgiveness. 
It's easier said than done. But there's a program called Forgive to Live, designed to help us all improve our lives and discover the healing power of forgiveness. So if you're keen to take that first step, head to forgivetolive.org.au. Then come. 